2: Well,
1: thank you so much, Jeff. We appreciate that introduction, and welcome everybody to the Mossy Oak Land Enhancement Studios. We're in the heart and soul of the building, and on my right is Lanny Wallace. Hello. And on my left is uh, Dudley Phelps. Febs. Yep. Hey We're, guys, we've got Jason over here producing, and we've got a special guest that we'll introduce in just a little while.
0: But it's our first in-house studio guest. It is. I'm pumped. I am, too. He, 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 he can best be
1: described as he's a mess. A mess. As,
3: uh, Would that be a hot mess or just a regular mess? Man,
0: he's just
1: a mess, but he, he's, he should be a lot of fun, though.
3: No,
0: he's going to be yeah. that, that's for sure.
1: Well, let's before we get on into the show. Um, this show is going to be sponsored by uh, the GamekeepersFieldware.com. Mm-hmm. Dave, last week we mentioned, and it was at the end of the podcast, so I don't know if a lot of people stayed awake long enough to hear it. But uh, they've got that teal special, which is the old original Shadowgrass. Oh, nice. It's a rain suit and pants and then a bird vest. And it's $60 off. That's a really good deal. That's a good deal. So it's in Bottomland and Original <clears throat> Shadowgrass,
0: and it's at Gamekeepers Fieldwear. And it's the teal package. The teal bundle is what it's called. Uh, I think there's a bunch of, we've got some reports of green wings coming down. Huh? You like heard that? Green wing or blue wing? I mean blue wing? wing. Blue wing, yeah. Blue wings.
1: that's the first one. Don't right? want to shoot the green wings just yet. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, okay.
3: All right, so that's, that's it.
1: What else is going on uh, locally <coughs> besides Lanny shooting green wings?
3: Oh, ow. I'm starting to see some photos filter in on social media of gargantuan bucks. Nice. Oh, yeah, there's
1: two that were this week with uh, Mr. David Lindsay killed a giant. Goliath? Well, I think they called him Mister Mumbles. Mister Mumbles, and he was nine and a half years old. And so, if you're listening to this and you're not following the Lindsay's, you need to. They've got a web, they've got an Instagram page called The Lindsay Way. I think is what it is.
0: Mm -hmm. But and they've got pictures and sheds of this deer for nine years, eight years. I, I think they guessed him at
1: nine and a half years old, but they may have about seven years worth of sheds. Man,
0: I'm messing all the numbers up today. You need me to score your deer today, Bobby. He would be a booner. <laughs> yeah, there we go.
1: So, but it was a giant deer, and then Taylor Jury killed a one seventy-one, and that I mean, she is just on fire.
3: Yeah, that that was a beautiful deer too. She's
1: killed some great deer in the last few years. I'm jealous.
3: Well, you know, I texted. <laughs> I know text you are. I,
1: I hate to be jealous of a 25 year old. Your your 25 year old daughter, hunter. but she's she's been killing a bunch for. A bunch of years. No, and she's been hunting a long time, that's for sure. Yeah. The, you know, Mark sent me a text. I think there was a guy, one of his farm managers, and I, I apologize, I can't remember his name, but he killed a giant deer in some final forage. Taylor killed uh, – 171, you know, I think a that's gross right. Booner.
0: Both of
1: them are in the Final Forge. The and then there was one other deer, and I can't remember who killed it, but one night on his farm, one evening, they killed those three giants. It must be the seed code. It's the Final Forge. It's the Final Forge. It's the Final Forge. <laughs> yeah, that's it for sure. So uh, look, look, I've been, I brought in a couple of them.
0: I'm noticing the sawtooths are starting to drop. Yeah, I know I mentioned it last week, but I'm, acres are de- definitely starting to drop a little uh, in the dense woods. And I'm
3: seeing a lot.
0: You are good,
3: good, uh, good. Soft mass, particularly like persimmons. I've I've never seen a crop this good before.
0: Awesome. So, yeah,
1: I've noticed. There's a couple of uh, ones that I've noticed that, that look pretty heavy, but I didn't think it was like a, you know that much of a bumper crop. That's right. good to hear.
3: And the sawtooths are raining right now. Um, I went and checked some chestnuts, and it's kind of odd. Usually, they always have a good year, and for some reason, it was kind of light this year. Kind of fair. Hmm. So hmm. it is what it is.
0: Well, we had a lot of rain. You know, I think the condition we hadn't had any rain this month, but no, it's been dry, it's been really dry.
3: And up north, we had a string of incredibly late frosts. You know some of them like nine days in a row in, in April and even in early May. I could have nipped them. So that's going to affect some things up north. Mm-hmm.
0: So the acorns are falling, deer season's starting. You know, and I bet you the bass are
1: biting too. With this front that's coming through, Probably a little tough. changing, the weather's a little cooler, it feels very fallish. It's a great time to be an outdoorsman.
3: Got some SEC football this weekend. Oh, that's true. It's kicking off.
1: Yeah, it sure is. I almost forgot about that. You have to take it? our
3: radio to the to the field with us and listen to the game.
1: Well, I tell you what. As we sit here today, it's Wednesday, and we're watching this. Uh, uh, there's some weather rolling across Arkansas and Mississippi, and, and there's a lot of people there that in the last
0: few days probably tried to get in front of it and get some stuff planted. Mm-hmm. I know we've been busy back there in the gamekeeper garage working on food plot and equipment all and week. What
1: were y'all doing? I saw that cedar back there.
0: Yeah, just rebuilding a cedar, basically uh, to the, get it going. The box had rusted out. Yeah, the box had rusted out. You know, they do that. Well, I, I guess maybe a lot of the stuff. Well, when you not yeah, like,
3: when you leave stuff in there, it it's caustic. And yeah, it'll rust out. You know, it's
0: hard to do, but clean your cedars. Everything so tanks, when he, everything out. When so
1: you what happened? Well, somebody didn't clean out the cedar box and the mm-hmm. seed rusted out
2: the box.
0: Rusted out the box. So yeah. we took it apart, had to rebuild it. And then when we had it in the shop, we took the opportunity to rebuild everything we can on it mm-hmm. in, in preparation. Because, you know, a lot, of, especially with, with limited soil moisture, uh, it's pretty good practice to.
3: That's an old
0: cedar. It is an old cedar. I think that thing's been around long when you have, Bobby. It's an old, mm-hmm. old
3: Great Plains no-till. No-till. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool unit. Yeah. There was a
0: lot of little moving
1: parts I saw being Man, you talk about on. a
0: lot of places to bust your knuckle. I'm telling you, I <laughs> things all over the I place
1: heard, I heard Clay cussing several <laughs> yeah. times. About that. He knows all the cuss wire. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> it didn't come out when you're working on stuff like that. <laughs> hey Dudley, before <clears throat> we move on, I don't want you to forget, I would love to for you to do a, a breakdown of what Oaks drop. But at what point in time? I think everybody would be interested in learning that. Maybe it's something you can talk about on the podcast in the mm-hmm. future, but we can have in the magazine for sure. Yeah. And, and speaking of the magazine, guys, it should be on the shelves at, at Tractor Supply and Walmart and Bass Pro. So if you, yeah, don't, folk. if you don't subscribe, you need to go get the fall issue of
3: Gamekeeper. Folks should be getting that in the mail right now, right? Mm-hmm. The people that subscribe, that's right. That's right.
1: All right, well, y'all ready to bring in our guest? Man, we'll yeah. We got him out there waiting in the green room That's somewhere. Right. Y'all unlock
0: the door, let him in.
1: Yeah, so everybody <laughs> say hello to, uh, I guess you would refer to him as a social media phenomenon. Phenomenon.
0: He from be a West phenom. Point. Yeah,
3: from
1: phenom, that would
0: be a phenom, not a phenomenon. Well,. Okay. Don't you write books and stuff?
1: Well, you know those big words get me all messed (laughs) up. But I can tell you this: he's got he's got millions of followers, and he's uh, he's a funny guy, and is. his name is David
0: Ellis, but he likes to be called Y'all, the y'all. y'all, Y'all. Hey, and he's from West Point, Mississippi. Yeah, all welcome to the table. All right. There you go. <laughs> he's getting warmed up all over there. All
4: right, all right guys. Man, they, I appreciate y'all having me in today. Yeah,
1: well, they tell me you spend more time on Facebook than most 15-year-old girls. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you got to stay, just stay at it. They say if you're going to be good at something, you got to stay at it. Stay relevant, man, that's right. Well, you've always got something funny going on. Well, you know, you just have to make it funny sometimes so you don't look so
0: bad at what you do. <laughs> There's a, a lot of wisdom in that, <laughs> that's for sure.
1: So what do you got going on this time of year?
4: Uh, just still doing a bunch of trapping, I guess, the pig trapping, the armadillo trapping. You know, I catch anything from fur to feelings around. I call
0: fur fun, to so feelings. Caught by y'all. Caught by <the> y'all, baby. <laughs> so, so somebody
1: that's got a problem with pigs or... Armadale, whatever they can call you, and you'll come out and
0: get them, yeah, r- long- relieve
1: them of their problem.
4: Yeah, I don't have no problem. As long as the check's good and the cash is green, yeah, I- <laughs> yeah, Wheel trap
0: try. we'll trap for cash. That's right. Well, he's one of the best I've ever seen in it. I'm not gonna lie about it. So, well, he's
1: good c- at catching that whole sounder.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that's the main thing is trying to make sure you get when you go out to catch, you want to catch that whole sounder, you don't want to just come in there and catch two or three like you're. You know, I got a drop trap. You know, which I can drop everything from a cell uh, from my cell phone. Uh, I personally use the big pig trap, but uh, you know, they walk around, send you a notification. You watch them walk around on your phone and on your phone, and when they all get in there, you just drop the trap, and then the, the real work starts. Mm. But, uh, it but it comes a lot of prep before you do all that. You know, you got to. I do a lot of prep work on how many holes I got in a spot, and then uh, you know how many groups is in that spot, and then when you get ready to set your trap. You got to know which group to catch first. If you got multiple groups coming into one area, you want to catch that last group first and work your way back. That way, the last group never sees. uh, I say, if you catch the first group, then the next two groups are going to come in. They see the traps down with a bunch of caught pigs. They're not going to, you know, potentially not come back. But if you catch that last group first, then the other pig is not coming back to the next day. So you knock them in the head, reset. The next group comes, you catch the second group that comes in. The first group never saw it, and so forth. You work your way back, and next thing you know, you have 30, 40 hogs knocked out off a of property. You know, within uh, normally for me about seven days, I can have you know I can have them
0: you know, wiped out pretty you good.
3: You know, that's that, that's huge. Right and but, they're they're so much smarter than most of the other yeah. animals in the woods, or than even
0: people give them credit for.
3: Like I remember, you know, here in West Point, we're split by a highway, Highway Forty Five, and for years they didn't cross the highway. You know, a deer, yeah. I mean, you, and you rarely see a pig dead in the middle of the road. They're they're smart. I've never thought about that. Uh, mm-hmm. but
0: they say they don't.
3: You see everything else
0: run so around you here. You know, you <laughs> can't go deer
3: hunting on one side of the highway without seeing several of them right. or hearing them. And then on the other side, they weren't there forever, and they finally somehow figured out how to cross the road Yeah, obviously safely. smart
0: and hugely social. I mean, I think that's what a lot oh, of your yeah. strategies are based on. Yeah.
3: But you know, like you were saying, they they can get trap shy overnight. Yeah,
4: that's right, and that's and a lot of people always ask me when they use the box type uh, trap. You know, mm-hmm. why? What do you need to do once you catch? And the other ones won't go in. They're still coming to it, but they're not going in. Well, basically, they saw their buddies get trapped. You know, or you know, and, and they'll come to it, and they're, they're just spooked about going in there. So that's where the drop trap comes in good play, and you know, you knock the whole sound out. So when that group gets caught. And uh, when I show up, they get knocked in the head. So mm-hmm. they, they don't have a chance to worry about ever seeing it again, you know. And then on, on what I do, you know, I get to feed the families as well, you know, in, this, in the community. So you just give the meat away and, and and whatnot. So it's a win-win for the landowner and then, you know, people in the community as well. So uh, That is a win-win. So
1: is there typically one old mama pig that is kind of like leading that group and you got to focus on making sure she gets –
4: Oh yeah, you know it's always going to be one big heifer that won't act right. So basically, what you end up with is uh, you'll have a uh, you know you'll have a big sow in there, and she'll to have a bunch of piglets, and and those piglets will go in there every time, you know, and, and, and feed and whatnot, and then you'll have that sow just kind of lay back. So typically, you know, it's awesome if I catch a first night, like you hardly ever catch first night because uh, they got to get used to it. But those piglets are running there, and you know you could drop them, but then you still got that sow that's gonna go out there and and and, and breed again, and then have another ten piglets or whatnot. So mm-hmm. you just wait that to about that third night, and she's finally gonna ease on up in there, and then uh you know you you can get them knocked down pretty quick that way. But
0: uh, and when y'all are talking about a sounder, that's a a, a female hog and her clutch or her. Babies, or is it yeah, like all the
4: babies, or that group that all hang together? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it could be males and females. So There'll be multiple
0: and generations and yeah, males it, and. It's females. like a big
4: family reunion, you right? Know? You I got guess. you got this family reunion, and you know, but they can still be all on one piece of property and feeding, you know, and uh, and you have to go by your local state regulations. You mm-hmm. know, some states you can bait, you can pre-bait some some places you can't. If you can pre-bait, that's the way to go. Uh Even with box traps, that's the way to go because once you get them fed and coming and coming and coming. Then they think it's a buffet. So then the need to feed overcomes the fear of the trap, and that's what gets them caught. So you start feeding first. Yeah. And where, then where set it, the trap up later. Yeah, yeah gotcha. where it's legal.
0: Yeah.
1: So, hmm. Well, I tell you that, you know, I've heard stories out in, Clay, out in Clay County that there was a female pig that had a collar on her that the Mississippi State had put on her, and that, so they, they caught a sounder with her. Yeah, I, she think was I remember seeing
0: some of this research.
1: And they turned her back loose because right. she had a Right, And watched on. how
0: far she'd travel.
1: And then she brought another group to the trap and they caught that. It was like three groups that yeah. she would infiltrate in right. and bring them to the trap because I guess she felt like she was going to get let she
0: loose. She's going to get let loose. See <laughs> right. yeah. how smart they are, yeah. Fed and turned loose. I'll come oh. over here. Yeah. <laughs>
4: so I, I, I have been involved with helping Mississippi State and I actually do a lot of help give them a lot of pigs for other research as well because, you know, you still got to figure out what diseases they carry and mm-hmm. if they do they carry diseases and then how to cure or not cure, but, you know, I guess it'd be cure us if we got it, you know, we, we try to wear gloves, but sometimes, you know, I need to, cause I bite my fingernails, you know, <laughs> mm. but, uh, <laughs> are you
1: scared to eat the meat?
4: I, I ain't really scared of it. I can just smell it. You know, I can smell, I still smell the pig. I, yeah, it sounds I know weird, mean, but like when I, like, I, when I, I pull the pigs not. out of those, I still smell, it's just like beaver. Mm-hmm. You know, when I get through cleaning a beaver, it's like I can still smell the beaver oil on my hands, so you know For if, you, months. if you cook the beaver in a crock pot, I still smell the oil, you know, so I don't eat beaver that much, but Oh uh, that much. Do you eat beaver? I mean it's rough in the trader hood I call it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What part of the beaver do you eat? Uh, high... <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a high and quarter kind of fellow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Jokes aside, I've heard beaver meat is similar to venison. I've had it. Really? Yeah. I've
0: had it barbecued yeah. and smoked. Yeah. Really? So, yeah.
3: As long as you don't clean them and yeah. smell yeah. your knives. Yeah. You don't hands. want to get that, yeah. that castor it, gland on it.
0: I think I, you know, when I was a youngster, we hit them pretty hard, and I've had to throw knives away from cleaning them. It's just. It's, it's yeah.
4: Well, I caught some beavers for you one time, Bobby, like I said me. oh, well, I give them to a fella. matter of fact, I gave about three of those away to a fella at the store that wanted to eat them. He said that grandma would cook them good. Is that right? Mm-hmm.
1: I remember those. They were huge, and they yeah. had the biggest teeth I ever saw. Mm-hmm.
4: That's why I – But tails, I didn't look
1: at them and think, I'm going mm-hmm. to eat one of these.
4: Yeah, but well, they was good. I mean, I like the the ones I caught at your place. I mean, I like those kind. I mean, big bone and wide tail, that's mm-hmm. the ones you want right there. So,
0: mm-hmm. Do a beaver's teeth ever quit growing Is of a Fact or fiction? You know,
3: here comes a random you know, that, fact from land. Yeah, that may be a wise tale. A wise tale yeah. I guess they. It. I think it does. It yeah. keeps growing, and when, every time they, they take a bite, it oh, that wears, wears it down. Yeah. What do beavers eat? Wood bark.
1: they? Bar. That's what they actually eat. as their. That's, a, that's what
4: you see. You see a hut, and then you'll have a beaver brush piles. What I. Call, I don't know what actual yeah. brush pile is, and that's what they they put all that up in storage, and that's what you see. Uh, they'll just feast off that through the winter whatnot so that's why they're cutting the trees down and going over putting in a pile it ain't always just their hut that's their that's their storage for the winter uh so they don't look out there at the woods and just think yeah let's that's go. that's the grocery store that's, yeah that's, they, they store it up a little bit i mean that's that's
0: what i've always been told well, professor cleveland's got it right here the beaver's teeth never stop growing
4: oh good
1: cleveland yeah yeah chewing on
0: tree trunks and branches keep teeth from getting too long <laughs>
1: that's kind of like guinea pigs i think they're the same way you have a guinea pig? I don't have a guinea pig, but I've heard that.
0: Back
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, since we're going to talk about things, we're just here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, yes, <laughs> going back to the pigs, talking about, I've worked Mississippi State with the collars, and, and you can do that. And So normally what we would do was go in there and keep one sow and uh, – pop all the, uh take care of all the rest, and then turn the one loop back loose, and we have GPS on her all the time, and uh we could go down to the, you know, you could walk right up to her, you know, potentially you could walk right back up to her, that's how good the GPS was. And, uh but sometimes, talking about coming back, it wasn't about them coming back to the trap area of the St. Pius property. You would watch where she would go, and after a week or so, you could see she was hanging in that area, and you could go there, and she had found and got with another sounder.
0: Mm-hmm. So then
4: you could go to a landowner and say, you would look up on the map and see who the landowner was at that time. And then you would say, uh, can I go in here and trap? So what mm-hmm. you would do is you go there and then you would be ready and you would trap, you trap that sounder, turn her back loose, and then she would travel again. She'd like to go up to five miles, you know, because I mean, once you knock out a couple of sounders, you know, in a certain amount of square footage, and then after you kind of knocked out that big block, you would, uh, you know, knock her in the head get your collar back
0: and go put it on nothing. Go find another. Well, I tell you, it's amazing how much time and energy is spent on research. And you know, I know in the past decade, all the land-grant institutes have been really getting after it.
1: Aren't so, they saying it's $1.5 billion worth of crop damage a year?
0: It's, yeah,
4: it it's is a, in the billions.
0: Got to be. It's a high number for sure. I mean, they're so trained out there to, at Toxie's Farm, as soon as the planter goes in, they go and eat the corn out of the row. Yeah, if, it starts eat,
4: if they ever start eating the beans like they do the corn, then mm-hmm. that number's going to be twice as big.
0: Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: i read somewhere that there are wild pigs on every continent of the hmm. world except Antarctica.
0: Yeah. It's frozen they'll, pigs. And they? they'll be there.
1: <laughs> yeah, they'll be Give there. Give them a
4: minute. <laughs> we'll figure out how to grow corn down there, and they'll be there.
1: So t- tell me about uh, 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 like a big old mature boar. Is he hard to catch?
4: He can be. Uh, he's once he's caught, he's more hard to handle. Once he's caught, mm. they so bad. But mm-hmm. yeah, they are hard. It's just like it's just like anything. Anything that's mature has just pretty much seen some of everything. So right. uh, I actually had a big old. I mean, I've caught some giant boars, and uh, they're what's fun what, to catch. But. What's a big one? I mean, my biggest is just 350, but I've, I've caught several 300, but anything would, you know, with two, two to three inch teeth is, is you a, know, and
0: that pig, he is an athlete. I have he, seen him do some amazing things. I know you have.
4: So what's a pig, a 300 pound boy? What's he, how old is he? Oh, I don't really know how to judge him on, on age myself. Uh, because some, I've caught small boars that 180 pounds that had teeth just as big as the ones I've caught that's 300. So I don't know if it just has to do with the resource of, of, Feed whether it be corn and, and, and sweet potatoes, opposed to going up in the hills and you know, eating pine corns and acorns. Mm. You know.
3: Pine corn, <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, they have a lot of pine corn. I like that.
3: <laughs> Write that down, pine corn. We might use that later,
4: <laughs> you
3: know. I mean, so, uh, acorns. <laughs> so, I know we're talking about pigs, but have you done any like local jobs where you had to? Yeah, you know, I don't know, get bats out of somebody's house or do you get into any of that?
4: Yeah, well I get into I try to stay away from the bats ever since, you know, I heard about the the COVID everything, you know, how that started. So I can handle your bat problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mess with them bat problems no more. A a flying <laughs> <laughs> but I do uh I catch a, a lot of armadillas, anything that, you know, that bothers a land on, homeowner, I guess we we'll okay. possums, coons, skunks, you know, uh I do a lot of trapping out at Old Waverly. Uh I caught thirty-one animals underneath one house before. Ooh, wow, fourteen of them skunks. That was <clears throat> yeah. like that
3: possessed
4: house. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you approach a trapped skunk? Oh, well, usually I'd be like, "Oh me, <laughs> <Yeah. in> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's generally
3: how I start off.
4: <laughs> but, you know, you end up, you know, you can, a lot of people say just go ahead and cover up the trap with a, with a uh, quilt or a mm-hmm. towel or, or something and then trap him. But, you know, I've tried that. I put the trash bag over You know, I use duke trap, cage mm-hmm. traps. Uh, and a lot of times they say do that. But what happens is they just sit in there and they just reach through the cage and they just pull it all. And when you get there, <laughs> you you, gotta big, looking at yeah, you got a big wad anyway. So I just walk up there with my little old sheet and I just, sing real mm-hmm. soft and cover him up, put him in the back of the truck, and, uh, you know, I'll take him off and tend to him somewhere mm-hmm. else, you know.
0: I tell you what, the twitch of a skunk's tail. That's mm. something that's inherently programmed in all of us, I believe. Mm. Yeah, you see you that? Just, Ain't none but running. Yeah. You, you got <laughs> you, you
4: to read them because, like I said, they got different models. They'll look at you, and they're like, they'll start just kind of I'm gone. Yeah, they're kind of twitching. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're kind of twitching, and they're like, and then they'll start patting their feet, and that's just one noise. And then they'll turn around. Mm-hmm. and if he's turned around that's okay he's going to puff his tail up a little bit that's fine but if he ever if he ever turns around and then turns around and looks at you <laughs> yeah. he's aiming he's aiming, he's aiming. That's right has that's right. uh, how far <laughs> can that
1: thing shoot up
4: oh uh, I've had him shoot I don't I want to say at least four, four or five feet maybe you know I mean that's that's basically the, the comfort zone that when I've seen them kind of get testy but you just got to stop and just you know I don't let them bluff me yeah. you know I don't you know i I ain't a big fella i ain't built like a man but i am a man you know i don't don't let nothing bluff me (laughs) it's like you're gonna learn today (laughs) so but But, you know we catch possums and skunks and coons and armadillos at people's houses all the time and get up in the attics and uh get the squirrels i finally got me a squirrel so i did a snake job the other day mm -hmm. and i told the lady don't worry about paying me uh so she i told her she was Complaining about some squirrels, I said, "Man, if I had one of these kind of squirrel traps, I get them for you." Well, she bought two of them, so she sent me one, and uh, so I can get into attics and catch squirrels now. Of a of a more, I don't know if you call it ethical way or whatever. I just usually use the big giant rat traps and screw them down to the baseboards oh, yeah. in the attic. You know, yeah, and and you know, that way it just keeps them from flopping all over the attic and you find <laughs> yeah. a trap. But now I kind of got them in a cage. <laughs> you
0: <laughs> know? So. There you go. <laughs>
2: The Gamekeeper Magazine is our life outdoors on paper. We love Gamekeepers Magazine. It's full of great information, full of ideas on how to make the habitat better. From plots to trees to whitetails and waterfowl. It's total farm management. There's so much information in Gamekeepers, especially when it comes to managing your property. You can't go wrong if you want to improve your habitat for wildlife. Pick up our Gamekeepers Magazine. Gamekeepers. The Journal of Wildlife Stewardship.
1: Well, let's let's circle back to the the big boars that really yeah. interests me. I, this property that we've got around here to hunt is just it's run over riddled with, pigs. with them. Mm-hmm. But about every two or three years, there'll be a two hundred fifty three hundred pound boar. And a couple of years ago, Larry Moore, who's we're in this little club together, he I've got a photograph. He caught about a three hundred pound pig in a in a trap, right. And he pulled up and looked at it out of his truck and like, oh, my gosh, there he is. And the the game camera took a photo. And this thing looks like, uh, I mean, he is just muscled up and bristled up. He's huge. Right. And Larry has to go back to his truck to get his gun. And in the meantime, it's a a four-and-a-half-foot fence. And that pig jumped over that
4: that. four-and-a-half-foot
0: fence. Look at that. Them front paws over the top of them just kicking.
4: It's crazy. (laughs) They'll climb it like a ladder. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen traps. We've got multiple traps that that a lot of people use, and and I'm I'm involved with a lot of people that do a lot of trapping. And and, uh, I've seen the video of them jumping over seven foot fences, uh, seven foot trap, you know, panel traps and stuff like that. So, I mean, they can do it. They don't know they can jump until it's life or death, pretty much. Until it's time to go. Until it's time to go, you know.
0: We trapped one one time uh, out here at, at Cottrell. Uh, and pulled up to him in the truck and saw how big he was and, and raced to knock him in the head, and he just went ahead and bulldozed and broke a T-post off. Boom! Mm-hmm. Tore the whole trap down. Off he went. Yeah, the key, Snapped it the key, in half. The key is to, for me, of course,
4: I got it on my cell phone. The big ones, the ones that you know that's probably going to jump and act fool, just go get them at night.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
4: less apt to just, They can't see the. they can't see the land on the other side of the trap. So they don't know that they're jumping to anything, right? They're just, uh-huh. they're just trying to go through something.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: But once it gets daylight, sunlight gets on them, anything like that, it's, it's life or death, and they're they're going to gonna learn that they can jump, and them mm-hmm. dudes can jump.
0: It's mm-hmm. amazing,
4: it really is. That is amazing. So, so yeah, go nah, ahead. No, go you. you, that, you. Well,
3: <laughs> I was
1: this. Uh, can a guy? I mean, like if you're deer hunting and you see a big pig you hear one grunt or squeal i mean i've had some just really actually fun encounters with them that you know i don't i hate them i don't right. like them but deer hunting i've had some well that ended up being a fantastic hunt because of a big pig can you can you call them is there anything you can do to will they come to us if you squealed at them or grunted at them
4: they probably will y'all. I mean, they got the word out about me, so they ain't. <laughs> they ain't they gonna get scared. They, they don't want to be caught by the y'all.
1: But that's pretty catchy.
4: Have you, did you just think of that, or I that they, like, yeah? I got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got all kinds of slang talk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you can call. Them. I mean, they make pig squeals and everything else. But like when you shoot one, if you shoot. So if you got the sounder of the mother and you shoot the 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 sow first, the, all right? So the regular piglets are going are, are gonna to be there, uh, and it's the same way if you got more grown pigs. If you, a lot of times if you shoot one and, and she does squeal, they all kind of huddle like they're they're trying to figure out should we protect her or something wrong, and then it'll get you a few more shots off. So uh, I would think you know if you could you could should be able to squeal one up, you know. Uh, I, like I said, I probably couldn't, you know. Yeah. Then you out. Well, so I
1: so I got one more question. Then I I feel like I'm hogging the mic here for Lanny and Dudley. But these big three hundred pound boys, if you're sitting in a deer stand and you've got a two forty three or two whatever rifle it is, where would you shoot one?
4: I mean, I like the forehead myself. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you brain them? Yeah, I try to brain them in the ear hole. You know, when I'm shooting them in a trap, I just shoot them with a twenty two. So between the eyes or right behind the ear. Um, cause they only have, they have a small brain and, and it's only a small hole right behind the ear. So if you, you know, I know on, on here, y'all can't, y'all can't see me, but they can see me. You, you kind of angle up behind the ear into the back of the head Right. and, uh, everything else is meat. And so that's the kind of way, cause when you shoot it, there's so much fat on them. It's so much muscle. Uh, it doesn't bleed out. So mm-hmm. when you shoot them, unless the, unless the percussion or concussion or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, unless it kills it, then, uh. There and it runs. It's not going to bleed. It's going to clot back up real quick. And then that's why a lot of times you see big when people do kill a big boar, it'll have a error in it. You'll have to find an old bullet in it. You know when you're when you're cleaning it out. And that's that's basically what I've learned is uh, that's why they're just so tough because mm-hmm. those boars they're made for fighting. So they're cutting one another all the time. So when another boar is cutting them, it's not going deepest. It's, it's hitting that shield. Mm-hmm. So and they don't bleed because of the fat. The fat yeah. yeah. Just
1: well, those those I've I've lost several really big boars trying to shoot them in the shoulder. Yeah. And it's just – but you, I can shoot a 150-pounder, and, yeah. and then he's, he's dead as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah.
0: but I steamrolled three of them in a greenfield yeah. one time, walked up to the person, looked at him, looked at them, and he got up and run off after he'd been laying there dead for 15 minutes. Hey, hey <laughs> we was in
4: a trap one time, caught about seven, eight of them.
0: <laughs> Knocked a big
4: pig sal in the head, and we knocked the rest of them out. And we was cranking the trap up, and all of a sudden I heard she's uh.
0: blinking,
4: <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> she's running. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, we lost that one, yeah. you know." And she was a forehead shot, so I mean, you know, and they' tough. Some of them girls, some of them old girls, just tough, man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, everybody's out to get them, and they're just still everywhere.
4: Yeah and, yeah, and I try to tell people all the time. You know, I know a lot of people want to hunt them, and, and And it's so hard because I want to trap for everybody, but everybody doesn't pay. And I really just can't hardly keep up with the paying customers now. But, you know, a lot of people think that's just something else for them to hunt. But in reality, knocking one Mm -hmm. or two hogs, you know, when people can come in and actually real trap them, I call real trapping like I do, and knock out sounders. And you still got, you're still going to have some that you can still hunt. But, you know, some people just like to go to the woods and see 30 hogs and be like, I shot one.
0: Yeah, I think that's how they kind
4: of got here, wasn't it? Yeah, somebody had to bring them. Yeah, somebody had to bring something. Just you know, mm-hmm.
3: domestic pigs getting out. Well, uh, well, but what, then you've got these people that I guess they had good intentions, but they're moving them around and turning them loose so they can hunt them. Right. Well, what we, what I see, every one of them's black, and they
1: all have that. That. What is it? A uh, a uh, a European? Yeah. Uh, Russian boar? Is that what it is? Is that? Uh, I mean, they, they claim that? that.
4: They claim. You know, a lot of people claim that, but I don't know really on on that. You know, some of them just got. I mean, I can go some places. Some of them got uh, hair like an old like an old shaggy dog. It yeah. Just, and then sometimes you go and they won't have no hair on them and then have a crew cut. You know, and you. And, and I've seen them
0: polka dotted and red. Yeah, and down all in all Portland, kind of, they were Yeah, they just, they, ever
3: they kind of just quickly, I think the word is introgress back to their root, their wild roots. Yeah. quit very quickly. I mean, you know, it took thousands of years to domesticate them. And then in two or three generations, they're, covered yeah. in rough hair and yeah i mean,
1: it's,
4: I mean
3: they're I, wild I, as can be
1: yeah I, so we're always gonna have pigs now <laughs> yeah
3: i don't see yeah. to it unless they,
4: unless they give me two traps <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, uh, you know some states aren't really allowing the public to lower the numbers they're uh uh Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but Missouri. I want to say Missouri. In Missouri, you
4: know, you're supposed yeah. to call in if you see one. You're not even supposed to shoot, just let them know. I'm like, man, you better get him.
3: They also have a much yeah. bigger budget than most states yeah. because some of their tax revenue, Missouri. state tax, goes right to wildlife and fisheries.
4: Yeah. And I actually work with... Andy Gibson, as well as the agricultural commissioner, and he's he's done a lot of things with the wild hog and trying to get it where more people want to trap and kill. And, and I've promoted some stuff for him, you know. And we're trying to figure it out. Like I said, we just you got so many laws that prohibit you sometimes from really trapping like you need to be. You know, it's hard and, and I, it's hard. How do you say it? It's hard to just put up a trap and put corn in and think a hog is going to walk in it. Right. So there's a few things we're trying to work on whether the trappers, you know, it, it, people that's got trappers' license, it may cost you a little bit more to be able to do certain things, you know, differently far as feeding and stuff like that so you don't get in trouble, you know, or influence one way or the other, you know. and uh So we're still working on it, and Andy's doing a good job. So hopefully we can – I don't know if we're going to – I mean, hogs are just hard. they just everywhere, mm-hmm. man. Listen, we, we don't have the property to shoot them out of helicopters. Um, Right. You know.
1: Well, so does this hog shine product that you developed, does that tell tell us about that a little bit? So
4: basically what we got is a hog shine, a store bought hog shine product. It's a lure. And when when it comes to trapping, you have a lure and you have a bait. So something, a lure is just something to draw them in about like a steak. If your neighbor's got his steak sitting on his Mm. kitchen counter, you ain't showed up yet, but as soon as he throws it on the grill, you Mm -hmm. smell it. It draws you in. That's basically what it is. Now, a lot of people can go out and they can sour corn. They can use uh, diesel or motor oil. Something you got to, that makes you want to wall in it or draw, and that's fine. If you know, a lot of us don't care. That you know, your wise or your girl might not want you souring corn in the carpool. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. Okay. Stop right there. The
1: so the corn needs to be soured or soaked in. De- so, does that make it dangerous for the other animals?
4: No, it keeps them from eating it. Now, the sour don't. Now, uh, the sour just, it's just a it's I just, thought
0: that's how they made whiskey.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's, how, that's how the whole chain got started. <laughs> we just straining it out. <laughs> Selling it as a, as a lure product. There you go. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, so that's just a. Once you sour it, it gets a smell. That's your lure. So, basically, what we got is a bought product. It's a lure, smells good, draws in. I mean, I catch coons, and you. you so go. you don't have
0: to sour the corner of the bait. That's right. Apply not, it right on it. Yeah,
4: you just mm-hmm. bite it. You bite it, and then you go right out and you know start trapping instead mm-hmm. of waiting a week for sour for corn to sour, so you have a scent. Mm-hmm. Really, usually the sourness or anything that you use other is usually to rather keep. Other animals from eating it. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, keep you well. Your coons won't stay out of it, but it might keep you keep your deer away from it. And your, your your diesel and stuff like that, something that you might use, or keep that, and it'll just draw hogs only. Now, my this product, Hog Shine. It draws the deers, coons, and everything. You know, we won't knock it all on the head before it's over with, you know. <laughs> We're here
0: to eat, baby. Well, I know it smells a lot better than soured corn.
3: <laughs> it does indeed. Yeah,
4: yeah, if you spill that in the back of the truck, like. or in
0: the truck. Yeah.
4: I used to tell you, when I'd take a girl out, I'd drink a little. A dab yeah, put it it's... behind the ears. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. Does that, does that help? <laughs> smell like bro? vanilla.
1: Thick chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't know what kind of girls you've been taking uh, out.
4: Shoot. Sure, you know, it'd take a while when they hang out with me, but I, ain't, I mean, I ain't figured it out. I ain't ever had before girlfriends my whole life, and two of them didn't even know I was dating them. You
1: know? <laughs> 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 I, didn't te- I didn't tell them until they broke up. I broke up with <laughs> oh, that. So well, I doubt that there's anybody listening to this that doesn't know who you are on social media, but if they don't, it, where, how do they find you?
4: Well, depend- if, if the law... I prefer you not, but if, if you want to follow along and laugh a little bit, well, uh, you can go to social on Facebook at yacht yacht. Uh, you can go to Instagram at, uh, David Ellis yacht yacht and, uh. I do have YouTube, but, you know, I, my phone won't download as well as it these two,
3: so
4: i got to figure that part out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but any which way, and like I said, they call me Yawt or Yacht Yacht and it just started off some social media just mess. Uh, Yawt to me is just a hen yelp with a yeah. southern draw. That's what's yeah. so
0: interesting to me. You know, he's obviously kind of like us. He's... And yeah, embedded in a bunch of outdoor stuff, but he loves the turkey hunt. Yeah,
3: <laughs> well, yeah just, that's, that's that's kind of what binds us all together. Yeah, it
0: is.
4: Right, right. And that's how it all started. And everybody always right. asks, like, "What are you going to do after turkey season?" And I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just work and make it fun." And it's worked out, and end up trapping and just talking about anything. Do a bunch of shows or, or was before COVID, you yeah. know. And we're getting started back up. Aren't getting you? started back up. Good, had, got good. a few shows booked. So anyway, we'll. Show up. If you got an event, I'll show up, talk a bunch of mess, might get a message out of it. Like I said, I still like to knock heads in and talk about Jesus. I'm kind yeah. of an Old Testament, New Testament kind of guy. <laughs> <funny. laughs> <laughs> I even got a stick says knock him in the head. I hold the Bible up and a stick. Which one do you want today? <laughs> Old Testament or the New
0: Testament. <laughs> well, that's awesome that you got such a good message because I know a lot of people uh, depend on it every day. So. Oh, good. yeah.
4: Yeah, something simple can go so far.
1: So if they follow you, you're, you're you just it, it's everything from trapping to
4: just comedy about life. Oh yeah, man, we just kind of like my work, you know, my work at in the city is poop fan of power lines, man. We just talk about anything, <laughs> or do anything, you know. You bring it up, we'll talk about peanut butter. It Don't matter, we'll make it fun. So
3: yeah, being serious all the time is just overrated. Absolutely. life's too
4: short. That's mm-hmm. right, that's right. We ain't, we ain't worry about all too much seriousness on there. Kind of got to get away from the everyday life and. Uh,
1: well, look, we've enjoyed having you, and I would like we'd lo- like for you to stay the rest of the podcast and join in with the conversation, if you would. we we got a few things. we got some questions for Dudley, and we'd just keep on talking, but uh, we'd love for you to stay if you can. Yeah. yeah You're a parole it, officer or something in yeah. outside
4: waiting on you. <laughs> yeah, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I keep the battery charge hooked up to my ankle bracelet, so we're good on that.
0: <laughs> oh, me.
1: All right, well, let's take a little break and uh, pay some bills, and when we come back, we'll just, we'll keep after this and we'll get with Dudley on his Ask Dudley questions.
3: When I first bought this farm a short time ago, every single field was grown up with brush eight and 10 feet high. But it went from that to this. And even though I planted Biologic with very little moisture in the ground, I was really amazed at the results. I just sat in this field with my wife as she shot her very first deer. We could not be happier. We made a memory that will last a lifetime. All because of the effectiveness of the best food plot seed on the market. Biologic is better seed, pure and simple. Log on to plantbiologic.com to learn more.
2: Hey folks, it's Jeff Foxworthy. You know, when I was a kid, my dad bought back the farm that he had grown up on. And I absolutely loved that place. I knew every square inch of it. It truly was my favorite place on earth. And when you're looking to find a favorite place for you and your family, Mossy Oak Properties can help. Visit MossyOakProperties.com to begin your search today.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back from the break. We appreciate y'all hanging in there with us. And uh, Dudley, last week you were sleepless and startable. This week, are
3: you... Is caffeine free? Are you caffeine free? I've been caffeine free for about a week. Is it doing good? It's helped tremendously. Oh, you got a smile on your face. Yeah, I'm sipping on decaf right now. It's pretty good. So you're getting uh,
0: getting a good night's rest now?
3: I am. So I I found I was just drinking coffee all day at the office, you know, talking to customers on the phone and All
0: coffeeed up at the house Yeah, I wasn't sleeping and
3: I tried everything but quitting caffeine and so, I don't really miss it. Yeah, I'm not sleeping not. good.
0: Yeah, good for you. Good for you.
3: So,
1: well, look, we've uh, we, we've got David Ellis, also known as Yacht, Yawt, with us. Yacht. Yeah. Right. And, uh, there you go. <laughs> I had a question that I thought of during the break that um, I wanted to ask you, you. Obviously, with you catching all these
4: sounders, you've got a lot of pig meat to dispose of. What do you do with it? All right, well... I used to try to handle it myself, and I used to have people come in at my work and get the hogs out of my truck that wanted them. Well, that kind of got out of control because when you got, say, 15, 20 hogs or or less, and then you have 30 people show up, it's first come, first serve. When you got three hogs left and you got five people standing on your tailgate, and, and dispatch calls and says, Hey, we got five people over here fighting over three hogs in the, in the parking lot. What you want to do about it? I don't know. Call a law, you know, split the hog or something. So I, now I have a guy that comes and gets every one of them, no matter how many I got. And then he distributes for me. So when they call me, people want hogs, I give him the contact information and he handles it all for me.
1: So you have a pig distributor. Yes.
4: yes. And <laughs> he's processing them too. He is, if you want it clean, he will clean it for you. If yeah. you, if you just want the hog, he'll give it to you. I mean, we're not, you can't, you can't sell hog meat or anything right. like that. So, sure. uh, he's just a guy that he gets fed and then he just handles the business part of just trying to get it out there before it ruins because this time of the year, uh, well, you I was gotta told, be quick. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: was told that you were very mindful that there's some needy families in the community and you were making sure they got.
4: Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's generally, I mean, most, most everybody that be honest with you, if you're taking a wild hot hog this time of the year, you need to meet, you know, and that's basically what we're going to in those communities. Uh, and like I said, this guy does it for me. And also we're working on something here pretty fast and I hope it goes faster than what. I hope it goes really fast. But so we're feeding like six, 700 families a year right now. You know, that's not six, 700 hogs, but that's, you know, splitting it up, stuff like that. Six, 700 families we can feed a year or families. Well, I'm working with some processors. I got some things in the works and hopefully we're going to take that number to six, 700 to six 000, to 7,000 because there's so many people and so many they can't just take a whole hog, cut it up. You know, and do it themselves.
3: And not know. everybody has a huge freezer either. That's right. So
4: now we can take that sausage, we can take those quarters, those tenderloins, those front shoulders, we can quarter it up and then we can kind of do it like a food drive. So, uh, nice. Hopefully that's going to go through. I've been working with, like I said, I'm working with some people. I hope it goes through. Uh, got some people that's going to be help with the donating part of that to make sure the processors still get paid, even though they're helping. You know, when you, when you bring in, four or five hundred hogs in you know they can't just process all of them you know or even keep up with their other stuff so sure hopefully we're gonna you know and and right now i can only do my community but once you can start that outreach more taking that frozen meat you know and be able to give it away then uh hopefully we're gonna be feeding a lot more people that's awesome maybe some of our
3: listeners can help yeah
4: absolutely that'd be awesome
1: yeah good deal all right well stay with us would you if you would we'd would like your input on some of the stuff. You gotta keep Dudley honest
0: over uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. Exactly right. <laughs> so All right. I got a question. Didn't you mention something that hogs don't have sweat glands? That's why they walla? I think they have limited sweat glands. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and that that is why they walla to try to help with their body heat. That's what I was told. Right. And why was there the term piggy bank? Why would you put your money in a pig?
3: That's a good question. Does I bet have... Bobby knows the answer.
0: Well,
1: if um, back in the 14th and 15th century, there was uh, how were you then? Yeah, it it was pretty young back then. (laughs) But they had uh, they used to make these little vessels or pots to store their money in, and it was made out of a red clay that was called pig p y g g. Hmm. And somewhere through the years, somebody you know just turned that phrase. Pig into piggy, and then some uh, capitalistic person back at some point decided they would make a, you know, a, a, piggy, a bank. piggy bank, and it caught on.
0: So pygg is actually a form of clay.
1: Pygg, yes, I think it is.
0: Boom. It bit. You know, <laughs>
3: the things wanna... that
1: you'll learn on this broadcast. I'm telling you, yeah.
3: Does somebody want to fact check that?
1: Yeah, go, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of speaking of fact check, my comment about woolly croton, yeah, last week was completely wrong. That is croton capitansis or whatever. So it that is, hadn't changed. The no, name? it hadn't changed. I just was wrong.
0: Well, we did a little. I looked. We looked a little bit into it, uh, the piebald too. It's pretty interesting. What's, what's going on with that? Mm. Uh, Austin actually did an article on, I think that we kind of glanced at a little bit. Uh, and it's, I guess it's a lot rarer than I thought. I don't know. Two, was it
3: was a 2%. The albinism, I think. Yeah, 2%, something like that. Well,
0: think about how many you've seen. I, I, I have seen, I have seen one albino deer and I hope my, my dad, this is way before digital cameras. This was in the eighties. Um, uh, much like. I think somebody else mentioned you think it's a goat when <laughs> you see yeah. it. it's Or a looked. ghost. Yeah, or a <laughs> ghost. But we actually took a little bitty picture of it, film camera. And I'm going to try to find it and bring it, but it's an albino. And I've seen maybe one other piebald, I think, uh, in, in my career in the woods. So an albino would be even rarer than a piebald.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, what I'm looking at right here, my little cheater notes. Yeah, yeah less than 2% are piebald and much rarer. Is true albinism. Yeah,
0: one in 30,000 or something like that. And then
3: the um, piebald, another word is leucistic Mm -hmm. or leucism, leucism, leucistic. We'll use that. So that would be
0: the, I think that's in birds, that's in all animals. So like, uh, would a white turkey be a leucistic
3: turkey? Gosh. Gosh. You know, once again, I'm going to yeah, say dude, I'm not a biologist. There I go. I'm jumping around.
1: So, Justin, you might can Google this and find out, but I think there's a part of the country, like in Minnesota, that has a white deer herd. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's Minnesota or Wisconsin. It's somewhere up north, but they're, they're just supposed to, I've seen a lot of photography of them. They're just supposed to be beautiful, and it, they look it, like ghosts. Right.
0: And
3: there's a couple of towns uh, up north also that have albino squirrels. Hmm. How
0: about that? Yeah. yeah. Professor Cleve again, on the ball here. Small-hearted white-tailed deer inhabits part in eastern part of Minnesota. Mm. One of the ghost deer. Interesting. They're beautiful. They're beautiful.
3: And, you know, some people feel like, you know, if you were to hunt and shoot an albino deer, you're – you're shooting some kind of spirit animal, or you something. you know, the Indians thought that, and mm-hmm. some people I mean, don't on. think twice about it, you know. So there's there's different opinions about that, and and I want to say uh, there's some states mm-hmm. where certain percentage where you're not allowed to shoot right. albino animals or piebald.
0: I think it's a percentage of them. Like if 25 percent of them are white, then you can't shoot them, with less or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, look, everybody. He'd post some piebald pictures, just some albino deer pictures if you got them.
3: Just don't put the coordinates. Absolutely not. All right,
1: Jason, so you want to ask some questions of Dudley on this uh, this segment that we call Ask Dudley?
3: Yeah, Box 78 asks, what's the best food plot option for a plot that doesn't particularly have a lot of moisture in Florida? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. So... The plot doesn't may not have a lot of moisture, but I know Florida gets a lot of rain, so uh, timing is very important. You know, you just you're going to have to plant at a time of year where you're getting more rainfall. But if it's a poorish upland site, I know there's some sandy upland soils in Florida. Um, I'd probably stick with something that's heavier on cereal grains, and if you're going to use a brassica, probably radish. Mm-hmm. Is much more highly preferred. Um, something like our Outfitters Blend or Wintergrass Plus would be a good choice.
1: And those folks in Florida can plant chufas.
3: Oh and man, yeah.
1: If they've got if they've got any turkeys, that they, would they can a, scratch them up.
3: That'd be a really good option. If it's kind of a sandy soil and and you're you're a big turkey hunter, that's that's also something to consider. But you know your practices. Mm-hmm. Are, are also going to benefit you. You know, if you're discing it a foot deep, you know, four times in a row, you're going to lose a lot of moisture. So focus on, on some modern ag practices that will conserve moisture. And a guy down can. there
1: might have to, uh, those sandy soils, lime leaches out, fertilizer leaches out. So he might have to be a little more, have a stronger regimen of applying lime and fertilizer. Yeah.
3: Soil test every year, uh, Follow those numbers and recommendations.
1: What else you got,
4: Jason?
3: Uh, TC Benbo asks the best oak trees wait to plant. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bimbo? Benbo. Okay. B E N B. That's his Insta handle, Bobby.
1: I thought you said Bimbo.
3: Wants to know the best oak trees to plant in lowland area. Says they flood in the winter for ducks. Would like to know a couple different trees to ensure acorns drop from November to January. Okay, so he didn't say where he was from, but I kind of did some social media hound dogging, and he is from the south. Um, I would say, you know, nut all is probably my favorite oak tree for a duck impoundment. It, it can handle the flooding more so than most oaks, uh, or really any of them that are preferred by ducks. Uh, and it also drops acorns really late. And the other one would be willow oak, it drops a little earlier, and uh, if there's any bit of a slope to this, I would probably mix nut alls and willow oaks in the in the higher portion and then put only nut all in the lower portion. Uh, and you can also mix in some other bottomland red oak species like pin oak, water oak or good, or uh, some of our red oak hybrids. Good question.
0: That nut all, man, I tell you what. That's a great tree. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's <laughs> a pretty nut. My, end my end selling
3: in. point with that, and it's a good one, is uh, when your food plots look like a puttin' green, like they can in January. Yeah, l- down. Lip high. The nut Lip alls. High. The yeah. nut alls are just starting to drop. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a commodity. Uh, some of the
0: best best times I've had late winter in, in a nut all grow for sure down in the bottom.
3: So you can't have too
0: many nut alls. I you know,
3: I'm a tree guy, but.
1: No, oh, I'd, I'd love to have a bunch of them. I would. We can hook you up. It's, it seems like I have, <laughs> have a lot of sweet gums. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get rid of my sweet gums yeah. and get some nut yeah, oil. Get some nut Well, That's we exactly can right.
3: we can we can teach you. Yeah.
1: So, Jason, you got it. Is uh, was that it? Okay. Good. Good. All right. Well, Dudley, uh, we need our audience to ask you some more questions. So hopefully, uh, they'll they'll do that. We appreciate those guys. Keep and, them and coming. For sure. So. Uh, I want to ask our esteemed guest one more question. Um, I'm hoping in the next week or two that we do a podcast on long-tailed cats. And I wanted to ask your opinion of them. And as much time as you spend in the woods day and night, have you ever laid eyes on one?
4: Well, I can put it to you like this. You ain't supposed to catch no wild cat that got a long tail, and you ain't supposed to catch Bigfoot. So, I couldn't tell you the answer, even if I, even if I wanted to <laughs>
0: I'm a believer, I'm a believer. I've seen one, yeah, so, and I wasn't trying to trap it yeah.
1: well, I just ask if you'd seen one. I'm yeah. not asking if you well, the
4: thing one. is when we start seeing things they they'll shut it down, see they'll uh-huh. shut my trapping down, uh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: We don't see any over there. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I ain't seen nothing.
3: <laughs> yeah. None of those that rare. Be, the kids. man of mystery. Yeah, They'd yeah. be
4: like, uh, what about you, Doug? Where are your trap tags at?
3: Um, I kind of just follow the science. Uh, I'm sure there's some cats that come over from the Ozarks or from Colorado mm-hmm. or something. You know, they migrate. You get one that's in the mood to move around and, He's going to come through and get on somebody's camera, but I don't think there's a population of them. Yeah. And I don't I don't think the whole Black Panther thing is true.
0: I don't think there's a population, never been there, but I, I I feel like they moved through. From my experience, the one I saw was definitely moving through.
1: There are so many stories. I'm but, telling you. And they're, they're all over the south. I believe city.
0: anything, though, for a
4: minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they say they're black bears. I ain't never seen one of Hey, They walked
0: across Mississippi. Yeah. They had a video of one migrating. So that, that was, I was going to bring that up. I mean, if black bears walk across Mississippi, what's to keep a cat? You know, do Right. Do too? They're
3: here. I mean, yeah.
0: they, they say there's a million dollars cash out there, too, but I ain't seen any of them but it, it does seem like they you know they they would have established travel corridors. I don't know, man, but I just know what I, I saw, mean, and I got a witness too. I
3: mean, some people like to travel a lot. I mean, why can't some individual mountain lion decide i want to I want to go on a mission?
0: I don't think what I saw was a mountain lion. You know, to me, there's a distinct difference between a swampy cat and a mountain cat. And what I saw was definitely a swampy cat. So (laughs) what you saw
1: was one of these jaguarundas.
0: I believe so. This thing, you know, was 75 pounds, you know, maybe 60, 75 pounds, long Mm -hmm. tail, loping, uh, came out of a, uh, a, a beaver pond, basically crossed a road and into a pine plantation. And I could not find his tracks. Hmm. He was covering his tracks. No, I just don't. I think just the way he. I why they got that long tail. They <laughs> <they'd be> <laughs> He was levitating. It's kind of like levitating. turkey hunting. Yeah,
3: maybe um, it's maybe it's like a ghost. You know, some people think that. Uh,
0: well, the good thing is I have an eyewitness that was with me that saw the same thing, and I looked at him. I said, "Did you just see that?" And he said, "Hell no, I didn't. I ain't telling nobody I did." <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs>
3: but my father-in-law swears he saw one. Yeah, I mean, I
0: I'm not. Look, I'm, I've been in the woods my whole life, and I know what I saw uh, was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> was a cat. But
4: I could tell you, if I do see it, I'll make it viral. There you go. I will make it viral.
3: But, yeah, we've there's, what is it, Jaggerundis mm-hmm. that come from South America, America. And, and then you've got ocelots that could possibly come over here.
1: And it's, and it's very possible that a Florida panther could ease up from – that direction.
0: Right. Florida I mean, panther. I was or in the,
3: Alabama. Or the, or the, uh, the pan- <laughs> you know, it's the same genus and species. What is it? Felis con color. Right. Somebody fact check me. I mean, little. you know, they're pan- saying
1: right. Like, do you know that? What? When he said, it's Felis Concordus, and, and you went that. right. I was <laughs> going to say something, so I must be been <laughs> I get off. But yeah. just disagree with <laughs> you, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. He sounds so smart. He's got to tell the truth. Well, well, you threw me off when you <laughs> said right. Like you, I don't question him <laughs> on scientific names. I just don't, because he's got them. Yeah. You know.
4: Well, I will tell you one time, jump off real, cat, uh, catch real quick. I caught a coyote one time. We had some neighbors move into the land next to us, and I was trapping right on the edge of the line on a little road, and this man was going deer hunting that morning. He's walking down this road in the dark, and I caught a coyote right there on the edge, and he never saw it. And when he come up onto that coyote, that coyote stood up on him within two or three feet from him, and uh, he shot that coyote. All, all the all the shells he had in his gun, he shot that coyote right there in that trap. And uh, I come down at daylight and had that dead coyote, and he come up there and—, and uh, he said, man, I didn't know he was in a trap. He said, I just walked around this corner and he said, that thing stood up on me. He said, I didn't know what it was, but I knew I was going to kill it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: it wasn't going <gonna> <laughs> to get
0: me. It wasn't going to get him.
3: <laughs> and then a lot of people see those mangy coyotes and think it's a, a cat, too. Yeah. yeah. Just a hairless coyote. Well, I'm excited. We're going
0: to talk more about it because I want, hopefully, somebody's out there sharing mm-hmm. the same experience I have, you know? But the way a cat moves, you know, it's very distinct. Very fluid. At, very fluid. I've been looking at deer and hogs and everything else my whole life and nothing moves like that. It I'm doesn't so. surprise me at all that you've seen one. No, I'm telling you. But, you know, then to your point, you know, in Florida, like they know where the panhandle is, the state line is. You know, no. what I, mean? That, I mean, you know. Well, yeah. It's ridiculous to say that there's not a long cat in Mississippi or in Alabama, but there are along the coastlines. Well, I can tell you
4: this. If they made me the dog catcher here in West Point, Mississippi, there will not oh. be a feral cat left in Clay County. Whether <laughs> really, he got a short tail or a long tail. <laughs> like, I can't stand on walking on cars. <laughs> mm.
0: yeah. Oh, me! All right, so I'm well, pumped about the long tail cat. Yeah, thing. I am too.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of guests. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Oh, <laughs> <my dude> is, <laughs> So good with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he was yeah. hogging yeah. all
4: the time yeah. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> he's nice. letting the cat out of the
0: bag. Y'all, he is full of it. If it's you all it right, <laughs>
4: but, but I will tell you, if y'all need me to come back in as a special guest when it does the trapping or stretching stories, you know, to add to that, I'll be glad to come back. But I want to say I appreciate y'all having me, and I hope everybody on here has a good day. God bless you. And as always, Jesus loves you. Ow!
0: There you go. That's <laughs> awesome. There he <is. laughs> that, awesome. That,
1: they went running off right after that. He's something else now. He the the people it, they need to go follow him because he's a he he's is, a pleasure. He he's really a is. mess. He
0: is, yeah, he's a mess and a very you know he is super indicative of the culture that you know birthed us all. So. Super cool to see that. Well, he's, he's, and he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He really is. Does a lot for the community. I mean, the first time I started talking, I mean, I knew him. My, uh, of course, my uh, wife went to high school with him, but um, came by and we were talking, and he was, it was in the middle of the summer. And he was taking donations for a fan drive because working, you know, in the utility company, he knows it sees a lot of people without air conditioning mm-hmm. and everybody knows how hot it gets down here in the summer. Uh, and that's what he was doing. So, uh, big, big shout out to him for his community service and, uh, what yeah, he does around here.
1: That's a good point. And I'll tell you another good, good way to judge him is, uh, he really cares about his son. Yeah, he does. And, uh, that Makes impressive. it a big
0: part of what he does. Yeah,
1: yeah. anybody that cares about their kids, like their hearts and their hearts. I, I, I don't just, know how many
0: fans are Harlow fans versus y'all, y'all fans. I, mean, I kind of like him.
3: Could <laughs> be. I just I love following along, and just so many people can identify with yeah. with his lifestyle, and it 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 works. It's it's uh, uh, a ministry. Yeah, it is a ministry. Say, is
0: exactly what it is. That so.
3: uh, has a good time, and he sings in church too. Yeah. He was singing in here earlier.
0: Yeah. Maybe we can get him to do our intro song.
1: Yeah. Now, we need to look into that because I think uh, that would be the song that we're thinking about would be a really good intro song.
0: Should we say what it is? Well, I don't know. we probably get in trouble as yeah, famous probably. as that song is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. name. so
1: maybe, you know, y'all, y'all's got a bunch of lawyers. Maybe we can get yeah, one yeah, of his lawyers to. to help us uh, find out. We problem. are
0: going to look into that. We need to look into that and see what's going on. Because... Well, never mind yeah, yeah well, okay. <laughs>
1: well, all right we've been talking long enough and hopefully we hadn't put everybody to sleep <laughs> like we normally do but we appreciate y'all listening and uh, and next week we'll have another podcast and we're I, I'm gonna try to maybe next week we can do the long tail cat maybe we've got to have David Lindsay yeah we, we got to gr- talk to David soon. Lindsay
0: about that old deer you know and that's a that's big too and
1: oh, we well, he's killed two really big bucks in two weeks in georgia that's incredible yeah that is
0: big deer georgia big deer country
1: all right dudley I- you got anything before we wrap it up okay good jason you got anything nope okay Lanny, you got anything okay nice good everybody. we're not gonna <laughs> get to talk
0: no more i want to talk a little bit <laughs> all right well let's get on why don't you go ahead and say what get on get stuff. us on out of here cleave <laughs>